First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. everybody and welcome to the horror show the show that dissects mutilates dismembers and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events i'm sean i'm joe hey i'm gonna toss this out there just to start off the show oh boy if somebody can write me a new intro same cadence gotta have the same cadence same syllables everything but it's not just like horror related like you know the new vibe of the show give me a new vibe Send it over to me, Sean at IHateHorror.com. I'll I'll send you something if I like it and we use it, but probably not. But <laughs> I, I just don't know what could even fit in that. But it would be nice to have something that's more open. So people aren't generic. Yeah. So so people aren't like going in the comments and are like, they actually don't dissect horror movies. <laughs> One time they did Airbud and I'm furious about it. Um I would <laughs> We have not done Airbud, have we? No, but we spent one episode, that, that one episode, it was legitimately a 35-minute portion of an hour episode. I don't even know what movie it was, but we talked Wait, about every Airbud. We, we were recording at your Cheshire house. <laughs> yeah. that, that was pretty early on that we were up to that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it, it leaked through pretty early. Like, we gave up on the seriousness pretty quick. Pretty quickly, we just listed every Airbud title and <laughs> went, went through each one discussing them. <laughs> um, shout out to a uh, fan of the show, Mike Steibner. Um, he shot us an email uh, about Cherry Falls, our uh, Cherry Falls episode. Uh, and he mentioned something that we did not bring up on the show, but I actually had Googled at the when I watched it. Which was Jay Moore's uh, giraffe tattoo that you see on his, uh, like, I think it's his ar- when his arm gets um, cut off at the end of the movie. You see this giraffe tattoo on his arm. And it stood out to me, and I Googled it, because I was like, what a weird thing to put on somebody's arm in a movie. Uh, turns out that's Jay Moore's real idiotic tattoo. Uh, so, and he was like... He, uh, Mike, I don't think knew that it was, but he was like, did you check out that tattoo? I feel like it might be real. It is. It is fucking real. 
Uh, and thanks, Mike, for uh, bringing that up because that should have definitely been part of the show. Um, we got we got a movie today, guys. We got a movie, a fucking two hour fucking <laughs> fucking slog, dude. slog, fucking slog. <laughs> dude, this is this is probably the most vanilla horror movie of all time, Ever. right? Because it's not it's not bad like i can't uh, fuck it is bad but it's not inept right it's not inept it's yes a passable movie right it, yes. the people involved were fine it's just the safest horror movie i think i've ever seen man it's so weird and i mean uh, it's directed by you know somebody's gonna correct me but jean de bon john yes john de bon speed uh he did speed speed what 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 a weird career he had. I'm try I know he did something in between Speed and Speed 2. He did Twister. 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 So he starts off with Speed and he has Twister. Both huge movies, both huge. good movies, right? Yeah. Fun mo- fun movies to watch. Then he does Speed 2 and then he just like falls from grace. Yeah. But he produces like some good movies. He produces Equilibrium. Wait, did we not talk about that? Wait. <laughs> Isn't that like Paul likes that movie? <laughs> yes, that's yeah, what we, we were talking about with Tay Diggs last week. With Tay Diggs, that's bizarre. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So he produced Equilibrium, and then he produces Minority Report. But like, and he pr- he executive produced SLC Punks too before The Haunting. It, it's just such a weird, and, and you could go further. Like he was a cinematographer for Die Hard. Like his cinematography career is bigger than his directing and producing career. Um, he was a cinematographer for tons of movies, like well-renowned movies. I, I think the Lethal Weapon movies he was involved with. Um, so like really like a, a respected guy. But um, the haunting has a weird backstory though too, and I don't think it's fair. But you know who I am gonna blame? That Spielberg, e, that King, e, that E.T. Dick sucking, which. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Lore. Copyright Lore. Can we? <laughs> I always say his name, but I never say it like fully. We should probably just shout out his his actual Instagram thing, just because we've we talk about him on the live show a lot. Because he says, <laughs> "Is it Bajina or Bajina?" But he says it's pronounced Butch. He is this guy. This guy is the king of creating his own metaverse of memes. Um. And it's so I respect it so much, man. And and he's all repairman X Jack. Give him a give him a follow. Um if you want to see insane memes. And it'll be like ten in a row about eat <laughs> Steven Spielberg Wait, sucking ET's the, dick. It's way too little. Ten in a row. <laughs> uh it'll just be nonstop. Steven Spielberg sucked ET dick memes, um, and I've I I love them. I, they make me laugh every fucking time. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, you know he I I blame him. I blame him. I blame him for this mess. He uh, he had mess. What was that? Uh, I I was just flabbergasted that both him and King are involved in the. 
birth of this. Oh, it, it's not Two giants. Two giants who then have a falling out over creative differences. Um, Stephen King writes a draft script. They love it. And then something happens. Stephen King's out. Uh, and then he takes his script and write, makes that, uh, what was that one called? Rose red, red, rose, rose red, rose red. He takes that. So it's basically this fucking movie, um, takes that goes, goes his way. Uh, Steven Spielberg asks Wes Craven to do it. Wes Craven doesn't. I think, I think that's earlier though. He asks Wes Craven to direct it. Um, Craven says he's going to do scream probably cause there's no rape in the haunting. So he was like, mm. <laughs> not my cup of tea. <laughs> uh, so he's out. Um, and then they get John DeBont, uh, who, you know, I, I would have picked him up. I mean, maybe I wouldn't have probably not actually. <laughs> he's an action guy, right? Yes. Yes. Well, that's all right. And then they, they re- gave him like the reins on this. And, and also worth noting, this is, a 1963 movie originally. Yes. And it has like a source material book. Yes. They did not, they somehow, how the fuck do you have Steven Spielberg involved with this? And they can't secure the rights to this film. Like, why is he even going forward with this? Because they didn't secure the rights to the haunting. They could not replicate any shot that was used in the 1963 version. But they did. (laughs) Well, they weren't allowed to. What did they? What did they remake? Maybe he paid out the ass, dude. That scene, like, well, so I watched the '63 version after, which, by the way, I had actually never seen the 1963 version. It's fucking great. I mean, both of them are long. It's good. They're they're both two hour movies. And, and here's the thing, though: the 1963 one, you watch and you just watch it, and it's good. It's good beginning to end. I love it. They the one scene that stood out to me that was like almost shot for shot is um, Theo and Nell at the house and the uh, the the groundskeeper, the female groundskeeper, I forget her name, um, is doing the rules. Where it's like, dinner will be served at six, breakfast at nine. Like, it's almost shot for shot. Like, same script and everything. Um, I mean, it's right here. It says the production company did not have the remake rights. They're not allowed to replicate even one shot from the 1963 film. I mean, when you're doing something based on the original source material, I would imagine you could probably argue that, especially if it's just somebody reading the fucking rules. Like, yeah, what am I supposed to do? You know? There had to be some. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what a weird fucking thing. You could just be like, oh, they're wearing, they're wearing different clothes, right? But here's not a direct shot for shot. Here's a fucking problem. Here's a fucking problem, though. Regardless, here's the here's the fucking problem. If your 1999 movie is more boring than a 1963 two hour movie in 1963, you've got fucking problems. You got pace. Shut up. Shut up. Dude, it's like they don't know. They've never watched a horror movie because we did the haunting on Hill House. Yes. Last week. Right. I watched the 1959 version beforehand. That has more legitimate attempts of scaring you yes. than this movie does. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, by the way, the, the, speaking of haunting, the haunting on Hill House, people were upset that I don't like it. Hey, guess what? Another case in point, 1963 haunting. I know it's a little bit later. Same period. So much better than the fucking haunting on Hill House. Dude, 
Get the fuck that's crazy, out. man. No, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. That's crazy. Watch, the, dude, watch, watch it. There's no spooky skeletons. Yeah, I know. Well, guess what? There was a spooky skeleton in The, the, <laughs> the Haunting 1999. <laughs> Sean, Sean, I saw Haunting 99 in theaters, and I distinctly remember because a bunch of people who I didn't normally like associate with, we all met up from our, our grade to go see that. And I distinctly remember the fireplace scene, like <laughs> with the spooky skeleton and people yelping, yelping <laughs> when it popped up. <laughs> Yo, that was lit. That was actually like in the same vein as <laughs> the house on Haunted Hill level of spooky skeleton. <laughs> like it's like I agree. Actually, on a string and just sits up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and kind of like the movie last week, these. Studios are just realizing CGI exists, even though I'm pretty sure oh. Jurassic Park blew it out of the water, you know, almost a decade <laughs> earlier. But uh, these studios are, are realizing it exists; it could be applied to horror. And <laughs> this this fucking guy decides to use it all just to make statues like frown every <laughs> two seconds. That, that is that is all he did in this movie. Yo, my favorite part of this movie, well, no, there's going to be a bunch. This is going to be one of those movies, like, now I can already tell by the vibe that we have right now. It was awful to sit through. It was really fucking bad to sit through. But but I think us talking about it, will, will I'm going to be like, this was the best part of the movie, like, a hundred times. Because there were so many, like, th- reciting it to somebody else. It's so funny. But it was all really at the tail end of it. Dude, when she gets into the fight with the CGI statue and you're like, oh, shit. And she just like whacks it with a fucking stick. And then it's like, and then it just stops. These these fucking. Yes. Yes. That is another problem is that he's using the the sky is the limit with CGI. Although the movie last week showed us to make a fucking smoke monster looks like shit. So maybe maybe making the statues come to life was the right idea. But when he does that. They're so easily thwarted. There's a scene where Liam Neeson is sitting by water and oh this God. huge statue comes to life and, and pulls his head underwater, but then just stops. Why, why would it go through all that effort to do this and just let him go? Uh, I mean, the pacing of this, the things that happen in it, it's just not good. And that's where the 63 one really stands out is because they tried to make it more atmospheric, which... Is probably very the, atmospheric. Probably the move to go for in a haunted house, and that was kind of the vibe of the book too. Um, the book was very um, uh, more more like the idea of terror rather than just like spooky ghost. Like very much like what what is happening here. Um, yeah, and you know you have two. And I want to. Oh yeah, go on. No, I was just gonna Sorry. say you have two source materials to work off of here, and. Uh, <laughs> You, you use you neither. Still fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't typically like overly pointing out somebody being a terrible actor or actress because mm-hmm. you know most people try their best. Nell was honestly insufferable, dude. And and, and agree. Nell is great in Mystic Pizza. I think it is just horror acting. She she just could not act scared even her running and, and her facial expressions were they took me out of every single scene that she was in and she's the main character which is an enormous problem when you're watching that being like i don't believe anything that she's conveying right now dude she she's been in some other stuff too man like she she 
she's been in a bunch of stuff, she and really, I, I I generally like her. Like I really don't. She was in The Conjuring, and she was good in that. Yeah, her her acting in this is the only thing you can think of is it's the direction, right? Like, it. Why? Why? The way she's behaving makes no sense. The way she's behaving makes no sense. It, it's actually awful. It's really fucking awful. The idea of Nell is 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 somebody that slowly goes into, um, well like a perceived madness, but in her head, it's, it's a weird, like, how do I say this? It's like kind of a complex character. Cause you don't, you shouldn't know what's in her head or what's really happening in that house. That's like the dynamic of Nell. Like, is this really happening or is she losing her mind? Everyone thinks she's losing her mind, but she doesn't. And she's like starting to be like, I want to stay at the house. It's like a pretty dynamic character. And they just fucking make a mess of it with, with this. Nell. like it's just not there. And I I think it's like a time. You're right. The direction there's, there's like timing issues too, where they're probably given the direction, you know, right here is where the CGI thing's about to pop out with you. And then in editing, they didn't time it up right because she always seems to be reacting late or, or early to something. It's yeah. fucking bizarre. Yeah, I can I can see that being an issue, especially at the beginning of these things. So you got Lily Taylor. She's playing Nell. Um, you got Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, did you ever watch the Mike Flanagan adaptation? Oh, yes. Uh, fantastic. I mean, incredible. <laughs> Shows you what could be done with with the, the source material, but, right? But not even close to like the book, right? Like that he took that and went in a whole different direction, which is probably why Stephen King was like, "This is the best fucking <laughs> show I've ever seen in my life." Like when that came out, he was like, "This is amazing." And now knowing that Stephen King wrote a draft of this, he was probably like, yeah, yeah. "I imagine it was like in a similar vein of just going way off source material," and, and both. Yeah. So Both like King and Spielberg were like, please remove my name and don't ever mention that we were involved with this. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a, it's an interesting, yeah, dude, they got nominated for lots of, lots of Razzies for this one. And the big stinker award. And the big stinker awards, which they won the worst picture. Now they did not win any Razzies. They were nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Worst Actress, Worst Screenplay. By the way, Worst Actress was for Catherine Zeta-Jones, which is bullshit. <laughs> Dude, she's fine. Dude, right? she's absolutely fucking fine for the character. Are you kidding me? Um, worst Screen Who's Worst Actor? Uh, Owen? They didn't get nominated for that. Uh, worst Actors. Okay. Worst screenplay, worst screen couple for Lily Taylor and Catherine Zeta-Jones, um, which they edited out uh, a sex scene with that couple. Um, but I didn't get a vibe that they were together in this. Did you? Yeah, when they first meet, uh, oh, I- it is very heavy undertones. Oh, okay. I just I must have missed that. Um, but let's talk about the 20th. Because, listen, guys, this movie's a little slow, so... We'll we'll talk about some other stuff before we get into the movie. So, twentieth uh, anniversary, twentieth Golden Raspberry Awards was March twenty fifth, two thousand. Uh, what a time! What a time for film. Tell me, tell me what won Best Picture. Worst Picture was uh, well. Here, here were the nominees: Star Wars Episode. It was a, this is a crop. 
Star Wars Episode Definitely. One, The Haunting, Big Daddy, Wild Wild West, and The Blair Witch Project. Well, Big Daddy and Blair Witch don't deserve to be on that. I don't. I agree. I, it's kind of crazy. Um, dude, Wild 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 West needs to fucking win that. They did. It did. It did. It won. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> it won worst picture. Uh, worst actor was taken by Adam Sandler. Uh, for Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah. I I don't know why they were so fucking hard on that. Um, also nominated was Robin William. Robin Williams for Bicentennial Man, which probably, <laughs> probably should have won. Probably should have won. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger in End of Days. That's bullshit. That's just Arnold, dude. Like, what are you gonna? How are you gonna complain about that? Ke- Kevin Klein as uh, Artemis Gordon in Wild Wild West. Yeah. An- another one should have won. <laughs> and Kevin Costner for the love of the game. Uh, so that's a good one. Uh, the the girl Heather Donahue Blair Witch Project won Worst Actress. How can you? She's playing an amateur. You know, it's supposed to be real. Uh, it's dude. It was it's made fun. by amateurs. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. Like, what, relax. Yeah. Uh, worst supporting actor: Ahmad Best, Star Wars Episode One. Uh, <laughs> he was going to dude. Like this one could have won. Rob Schneider as Nazo in Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, worst supporting actress Denise Richards in the world is not enough. I don't. I don't even know what that uh, is. James Bond. Yeah, she was going up. He was going up against uh, some other. <laughs> they nominated Kevin Klein as a prostitute in Wild Wild West for, <laughs> for best supporting actress. Uh, Will Smith and Kevin Klein uh lose for worst or well one for. Worst screen couple. Um, fair. Worst director, Barry Sonnenfeld for Wild Wild West. Uh, worst screenplay, Wild Wild West. And worst original song, Wild Wild West from Wild Wild West. <laughs> they also had I mean, some... The song's not that bad. They, they, they gave it to Stevie Wonder, too. And Cool Modi. <laughs> um... They also gave away worst of the century this year in, in the Ooh. 2001. Uh, worst of the century and decade. Worst actor of the century. <laughs> Paulie Shore for Biodome, Jury Duty, Encino Man, etc. <laughs> William Shatner for every Star Trek film he was ever in. Prince. What? Prince for Graffiti Bridge, Under the Cherry Moon, etc. This one is a this one's a fair point. Kevin Costner for The Postman, <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Waterworld, Wyatt Earp, etc. Waterworld, dude. The yeah, Postman, the Postman, where they just redid Waterworld, except he was a post postman. Which already, what, dude? Waterworld was torn apart, losing money. The people being like, Kevin Costner will never work again, and then he somehow gets a bigger budget and just redoes it. Except this Puts time himself front and center this time, to postman. This time he's the most boring job of all time. <laughs> In a desert. I mean I, I get that it's dude, a post apocalyptic postman. Like you can't make that interesting. Dude, just and can't. the concept really was like he still delivers your fucking mail. <laughs> 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 
And then Sylvester Stallone for 99.5% of everything he's ever done. And uh, Sly won it. Sly won it, man. Worst actress goes to Madonna, which I appreciate that. Um, She's finding Dick Tracy. She was she was up against Elizabeth Berkeley for Showgirls. Uh, Bo Derek, Brooke Shields. That's not fair. And, and Pia Zador, Zadora. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. What's she from? Uh, like, this is the one person they chose to pull from, like, Voyage of Rock Aliens, Butterfly, Fake Out, The Lonely Lake. I don't, I don't know any of these. Worst picture of the decade. Of the decade. So this is 90 to 2000. Showgirls, 1995. Beats Out, The Postman, Hudson Hawk, Burn Hollywood Burn, and Striptease. Wow. Yeah, Showgirls won seven Razzies in 95. <laughs> Worst new star. We should do Showgirls. What's that? We should do Showgirls. Showgirls uh, was like, was was Showgirls not just like the most uh, discussed movie in Young Boys? Showgirls, it, it, and you mentioned the other one, Striptease. Yeah, yeah. It's a big fucking leg on the cover. Bro. But, like, Showgirls was like, we knew her. We knew Elizabeth Berkeley. Like, that was our girl. Yeah, saved by the bell. Worst new star of the decade, Pauly Shore, Elizabeth Berkeley, Ahmad Best, <laughs> uh, Sofia Coppola for Godfather Part 3, and she was in Star Wars Episode 1, and Dennis Rodman for Double Team and Simon Says. <laughs> Pauly Shore won that, so... <clears throat> Yep, that's that's the two thousand the 20th Golden Raspberry Awards. Fucking Wild Wild West cleaning up, baby. Um anyway. So yeah, all that to say, this movie is not very good. Uh uh <laughs> So Yeah, so the Netflix show is amazing, right? Like, absolutely. I, I, like, I, I don't even. I don't know what word to use, but like, captivating. Modern day classic, captivating, day right? Like, so well done. Yeah, yeah, like just like nonstop edgier seats. Like, really, just filled this story out a bit more. But um, you know, these these other ones are really going with more of the books rendition of it, which. All the same characters, Nell, Theo, the Doctor. Um, so I don't know what goes wrong here. Dude, they even made them change the ending. The studio made them refilm the ending. No one knows what the original ending was. It was destroyed, supposedly. Uh, I, I don't know. Because this ending was honestly laugh out loud. Like, I could not believe this was the end. Like, it was so fucking insane to me that this is how they ended it. 
You waste two fucking hours. Like, it's nuts. It's nuts what happens at the end of this movie. Like, it's so crazy. So, um, Lily Taylor is Nell. You got Liam Neeson as Dr. David Morrow. I'm going to use all their actor names, though, because whatever. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones plays the role of Theo. And Owen Wilson is Luke Sanderson. It is funny, like, to see the names that um, were used in the Netflix one and, like, how we know them. Um, then you got you Ms. asked Paul uh, yeah. how he how he feels about Owen Wilson because um, p- if you if you aren't aware, <laughs> Mister Fucking Movie Snob, it, Owen Wilson is in his top five favorite actors of yes. all time. But he just responded to you, Sean, I s- uh, saying he doesn't know that he's ever seen it. <laughs> Fucking insane. Which like I I actually do buy that because he was probably furious that it was remade and. 1999 Paul the budget for this was the the budget for this was 80 million dollars all on that CGI dude dude the CGI and honestly too the fucking house is so overly decorated it's it's the most one of the most elaborate sets I've ever seen in a horror movie sure dude it's fucking crazy all the detail that they spent and it honestly like strangles the movie. It it makes the movie take a sidestep, right? Like Nell should be the main character and the house ends up being the character, but the house is boring as fuck in this movie. Yeah. I think the house being the character would be fine if, if they had a clue of how to do it. Yeah. Agreed. And it's like, so like it's actually like distracting a lot of the times, like how ornate the fucking house is like, the doors are 30 feet tall. All I could think about was, like, how they made this fucking place. Like, it was fucking insane. <laughs> I've never seen so many, like, big. so many rivers and streams in this fucking house, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> one of the weirdest parts to me is that moment where they go into the carousel room. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And then they go into another room where they're jumping on books over, like, a lake in the house. Like, and, and I was like... No one's, no one's thinking this is odd. Like this is, this is weird. The other weird thing is in 63 and in the book, the idea of the story is like, the doctor is like, I want to, I believe in paranormal activity. I want to bring people here that have experience with it. And I want to see what the fuck's going on out here. I want to, it's a, it's not an experiment. It's like an investigation, like, right? Like in a paranormal investigation. And for whatever reason, they decided to like muddy this movie with like Liam Neeson's this doctor who I don't even know what the fuck he was studying. The whole beginning of the movie is him being like, I need people with insomnia or something. Like, I don't know. Nell has insomnia and yeah. like, yes, like that has anything to do with it. And then honestly, there's a reveal. He re- He's like, this is what I was doing. And I was like, was I supposed to know that already? Because I. I actually didn't understand you say what that. he was doing. <laughs> Funny you say that because also he reveals it to the characters and we watched Owen Wilson and Catherine Zeta Jones have a conversation about it like 20 minutes earlier being like, hey, I think this guy is uh, just trying to see if we're going to be scared or if there's paranormal activity in this house. Uh, so they're aware of it. And then he breaks it to him like it's breaking news. And they also react to it like it's breaking news. They're like, oh, my God. Like, what? You guys already figured that out. And at that point, weird shit is already happening. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is like, absolutely not. And then Nell's like, no, it's true. And then she's like, I know. 
And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> wait, fuck. I wanted to write this down. Catherine Zeta-Jones Zeta and Liam Neeson claimed that they had to have lights on at like all times during the set because they were too spooked by the happenings of this movie. Dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the movie's not even that scary. <laughs> That's exactly. Uh, also, by the way, Bruce Dern is in this <laughs> playing a groundskeeper, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, the fa- Bruce Dern's Bruce Dern is still alive, which I, I, he looks ancient in this movie. He looks ancient in the Burbs, and this is ten years after the Burbs, and now this movie is twenty years old. <laughs> His fucking daughter is like in her fifties. <laughs> Bruce Dern's a mess. Um, so Liam Nielsen shows up at the beginning of this movie. Uh, he's a doctor that studies, I don't know, because he's just like listing words. So like at first I thought it was insomnia, but then he starts listing off like mental illnesses, like like psychiatric issues. And you're like, oh, he must be studying that. But like you don't really know what he's studying. But they're gonna go to Hill House. That's that's. His, I mean, it's he he does say insomnia. So he mentions, but he also mentions like eighteen other things, and like his assistants, like well, yeah, like whatever. Um, get some compact computer ads paid 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 placements. By the way, I've never seen a paid placement that made the product look like absolute shit. Like, I, I get that's what monitors looked like at the time, but they were, like, dirty and, like, fucked up. <laughs> a true representation of compact computers at the time. Um, so, he's bringing insomniacs to Hill House, but Catherine Zeta-Jones is not an insomniac. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. And Luke isn't. I, I don't know. Anyway. Eh. By the way, why were all movies in the 2000s made the same way with these weird, like, swipe transitions, like, super quickly? Like, cutting from scene to scene, like, rapid fire with, like, and, like, what? Like, like art died in, in 98. <laughs> <laughs> Just murdered. Um, they meet Mr. Dudley, who's played by Bert Blue. Bruce Dern. Well, I want to go. I want to go back for one second, Sean. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Before they get to the house, uh, Nell is meeting with her sister, who's Virginia Madsen, who you'd think would have a huge role. Th- this is all yet you're going to see of her. Um, their mother died. Nell lived at the house with the mother, and the mother left the house to her sister. So she's essentially homeless, which is why she ends up taking this job. The only reason I wanted to go back to this is Virginia Madsen's kid. Might be the worst kid in fucking movie history. Dude, I, I mean that. I mean that. No hyperbole. Might be the worst kid in movie history. And he's just a... <laughs> he's a kid. He's like six years old. So for me to say this, you know how bad... He's a fucking idiot. He's just smashing things all over. And and then, and then like, at one point, Virginia is like, you know, you could take care of him. We'll, we'll pay you to babysit him. And he just looks at the camera and says something so idiotic. It's like... Oh, pee pee poo poo, <laughs> with this big stupid face, <laughs> zoomed in on his face. It, it was so infuriating. I've never hated a kid in a movie more than he, this one. He puts the Babadook kid to shame. He he's awful. He do- <laughs> he's absolutely awful. And the camera's always zoomed in on his fucking mouth, and he's just like, oh, hee hee hee, pee pee. <laughs> Fuck you. 
so that's what Nell's dealing with at home. That's why she's here. Um, but it, it, I don't know, whatever. Um, so Nell immediately starts hearing some weird noises in the house. She meets Mrs. Dudley, hears some more weird noises. Um, and, uh, you know, we find out they're the first visitors since Mr. Crane died. No one's ever really come here. Uh, the red room is where they'll be staying. She's sharing a room with one of the other guests, who is Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, as Theo, the fashionista of the group. She's she's she cool as fuck, man. Looks great. Looks Look, great. Looks great. She. Catherine, I love how you see her and she is immediately changing, and the camera's just zoomed on her cleavage. <laughs> Which, like, again, like so, like it's a peach, like. Why do you go for PG-13 for this? Like, no no teenager is going to be like, this movie fucking rocks. <laughs> like, this this is the scariest, best movie. You might as well have gone hard and went with the R, right? Like, I think it was just unprecedented, unprecedented territory because horror was at like a standstill at this point. And I, I think I think they were trying to go with, you know, the 13-year-old age group roots. Well, we can talk about it at the end of this. Ep- Let's talk about it at the end of this episode because, like, I, I we were talking about what movie we were going to do for the live show. Like, I looked up two thousands remakes, and they're all PG thirteen for some reason. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Like, it's so bizarre, and they're, they're all terrible. That's how horror was. Yeah. <laughs> they are all terrible. <laughs> um, and, and you're talking about how Nell's hearing all these noises. Yeah. Um, I'm. And you talked about how in the 1963 one, it's so atmospheric. And it kind of starts off where they're going to go that route. But you, from here on, you hear like, or the character hears a noise once every 20 minutes. It's just a noise again. Like, oh, give me a break. Joe, I'm pretty sure this this movie takes place over the course of like three fucking nights. Like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure you can count the fucking nights. And it's like every fucking time Nell wakes up to something. And by the way. It would be fine if that happened and then something happened afterwards, but nothing fucking happens the entirety of this movie. So Nell just wakes up and is like, ooh, that was spooky, and then wakes everyone else up and is like, guys, something spooky happened. And they're like, Nell, don't be a fucking idiot. And she's like, oh, okay. And then that's it. She goes back to bed. And then another scene of her waking up to spooky sounds and being like, something spooky happened, guys. And then being like, don't be an asshole, Nell. Yeah, which is why which is why the Netflix version works because you'll hear the spooky noise and you'll see a freak floating over the bed. Anything scary? Anything scary? Happens. This, <laughs> this you see a, a statue wink at you, dude. The fucking statues. Um, so Catherine Zeta's there. They walk around. They find they they find like actually the scariest door I've ever seen. <laughs> this is like the scariest <laughs> part of the movie. You just fucking carve children like wailing and banging on the door. That that's enough. That's all you need to fucking know. Like leave the fucking house. Like what are you doing? Like and it's like who, yes. whoever stands at this door will be judged. And they're like <laughs> and they're both like, "Whoa, how quirky." Um and then and then Nell's like I lived in purgatory my whole life. Dude, Catherine Zeta is actually the fool on this, right? Nell's batshit crazy. Agreed. Catherine Zeta should have been like, uh, because Catherine Zeta's like, this door's fucking weird. And Nell's like, 
you don't know purgatory. I've been in purgatory for 11 years. <laughs> Kevin Zeta's like, oh, cool. <laughs> Imagine you're supposed to spend three nights in a secluded mansion with somebody and that's how they're talking. That's the funniest thing. <laughs> for 11 years. Oh, my God. Um, and Lily Taylor is just, like, talking so bizarre. Like, the, her, like, the way she's, like, saying words is alarming. Uh, they find and it's very similar to the Netflix. You get the like colored doors, right? The green door and the red door and things like that. Yeah. So they go through the green door and it's a carousel room for no reason, for no fucking reason. And this, I mean, there's se- there's other scenes shot in it, but do- it doesn't play a role in the plot of the movie. There's no re- real reason for it um, to right. exist. Um. So. That's it. Well, then we meet Luke, who is Owen Wilson, who is just like none of these characters have any fucking depth whatsoever. Like even Luke, who comes in and like kind of has a crush on Catherine Zeta Jones. It's not even like an overt crush. He's just like, yeah, she's cool. Like that's like basically the fucking extent of it. And you're like, am I supposed to care? What am I? What am I supposed to do with this fucking guy? And like the whole movie is just him. Just they're all just like kind of floating through it. Like none of them. Dude, there's scenes where they just disappear. The other people just disappear. And Nell's like by herself, like they'll be together. And then Nell will be alone. And you're like, where did everyone else go? And it's not really discussed. Um, I love, I love how Owen hits you with the wow, his, his trademark. Wow. Trademark. The first sentence. Yeah. <laughs> the first sentence that he utters while he's on the, uh, on the screen. Uh, Liam Neeson then shows up. He's the doctor. Uh, he shows up with Todd and Mary, his assistants. I don't know why that was written in because <laughs> fucking Mary immediately gets her face cut open by a piano wire. <laughs> and by the way, guys, that's the most gore you'll see until the last 15 minutes of the movie. It, yes. <laughs> Yes. Which, by the way, the only other gore that happens is another guy cutting himself on glass. Not, it's not cut by a ghost. No one cuts his hand. He grabs a sharp object and is surprised when there's fucking glass in his hand. <laughs> Which is funny because there's a scene that a ghost shoots an entire huge window full of glass into the room and nobody gets cut with that either. Uh, there's a guy that gets decapitated and there's no fucking blood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fun fact. By the- <laughs> Dude, I, we'll get into that because that was honestly when the explanation for that giant thing that decapitates a human being is the most illogical thing I've ever heard. In my- no, Dude, not having blood and showing the head after Like if you just showed it, like, quick and then didn't have anything on screen i'm fine with that but you see the body and the head (laughs) no blood zero fucking blood in that scene (laughs) um god damn so insane so todd and mary who just showed up immediately leave to drive mary to the hospital (laughs) and that's the end of that (laughs) that night the spooks start happening immediately uh theo and nell here banging on the door and the temperature drops um, they kind of see like shadows moving around. And again, like, so Theo's like seeing this. So Theo should really be like more <laughs> empathetic to Nell being like, there's a fucking ghost, but she doesn't until like, I mean, it doesn't take her long, but whatever. Um, it locks itself in Nell's room. 
Uh, Owen Wilson shows up to help because um, he hears screaming, um, but there's nothing there. And then they blame it on the water pipes, which, by the way, Owen Wilson was like, is it this sound? And then he turns on the water. It is that sound. The water pipes were like. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard louder water pipes in my life. It was fucking insane. Um, And you just see the worst like baby face CGI. Just like there's just baby faces popping up in blankets and sheet. Everything's got a fucking face in this house. It's fucking insane. $80 million, guys. Um, Yeah. So, uh, Theo is in her room and we get a betterish look at the ghost, but it's still not much. You get, you get, you kind of get a view, which by the way, never mind. I, I, this is fucking insane. You don't see the ghost ever. So it doesn't fucking matter. Cause like that ghost that they're seeing is not the guy. Right. So we don't even see this ghost ever at any point. It's just like in no, these it, mo- it never manifests. It just moves things or, or takes other shapes fucking infuriating anyway luke <laughs> luke owen wilson uh, a giant he's standing in the chimney for in the fireplace for some reason oh no wait no did that happen yet? I, I don't know he's standing in the fireplace for some reason and a giant fucking lion head almost fucking hits him right it is what like I, how would you explain the size of it it's the size of a human right like it's it's huge it's enormous. Yeah. It, it's enormous. And when they're asked what that is, somebody's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Nell's like, it's the flu for the chimney. <laughs> it must weigh a thousand fucking pounds. The flu for the chimney? How would you operate that? Like, did anyone know what a I flu have, was? I have an older flu, with which has a bigger anchor. Uh, it couldn't weigh more. Like, when my dad saw it, he probably had the same reaction as seeing a <laughs> Like, holy shit. I'm serious. He'd be like, how are we going to fucking open this? It can't weigh more than like a pound, right? But <laughs> it's it's designed it's designed in older fashion, so it looks different, and, and it's like bulgier. If you think that fucking lion head is a flu, you would need an army <laughs> right. to open and shut that. To open and shut that. That's so nuts, dude. It was like one of the craziest things. And you could argue at this moment, maybe it's actually very light. Maybe it's hollow. Well, fun fact, this is Fine. the thing that decapitates Owen Wilson later, so <laughs> yeah. it's not. Which also, how could a blunt object just decapitate you? Like no. <laughs> it would just, it's so nuts. Um, anyway, they go to the entryway. They're just, the whole movie is them just fucking walking around. They go back to the entryway, now written on the walls. It really is. <laughs> it, it, it really, it's the entire movie. Uh, written on the walls is, welcome home, Eleanor. She freaks out. You get a big spat. Um, Liam Neeson still isn't like, Liam Neeson still thinks this is like them doing this shit. So, and by the way, his whole study, it turns out, is on fear, right? Fear. <laughs> Correct. Cool. Um... Okay, <laughs> so he, he had Which to make again, again. Owen Wilson, and Catherine Zeta Jones have a scene where it's just the two of them, just the two characters. Yes, being like, I think he brought us here to scare us. And then the next scene, Liam Neeson's like, I have a confession to make. I brought you here to scare you. And they're like, Oh my fucking god, you fucking piece of shit! Like, 
You guys already figured this out. Right. And Nell now has a scene with Liam where they're walking around. And Liam's like, because in Liam's head, he's he's thinking they're doing this. Somebody in the house is doing this. He's not involved. He, d- he doesn't actually believe in the spirits or anything. He's here just to see what they'll concoct in their own heads kind of thing. Um, and so he takes Nell, who he thinks is losing it, and he's right. Uh, he takes her for a walk and they talk and Nell, like who has been acting normal this entire time is suddenly like, I'm so happy to be here and acting crazy, like balls out nuts. And is like, the the ghosts are talking to me. How could I not love it here? And you're like, "What, what the fuck is happening? Why is this happening? But then she just goes right back to being normal Nell afterwards. So it's like, there's no gradual growth to this. If this is just Nell acting like just, she just turns it on. Like, it's almost like they filmed it out of order or edited it in out of order. It, it's bizarre. Like Nell acting like, but then it's not because at the end of the movie, Nell goes full on Nell, which she does in the other ones where she's like, I'm staying here. This is my home and I'm not leaving this house. Right. True to the story. But then she's like, she's also like, fuck this house at the same breath. And then it's like, I'm staying here though, but also fuck this house. And it's like, wait, what? Like, this is such a weird, like the character was totally fucked up. Like they fucked that character up so badly. It's, I don't know. It's a bummer. Um, that night, Nell has more visions, more sounds, more encounters, bloody footprints, that she follows, and then she gets a book. And the book's like, <laughs> this dude's just, the, the guy kept great record keeping of all the kids he killed. <laughs> <laughs> Most thorough child killer in, in history. He wrote all their names in a book, and when he killed them, he crossed them out and put a cross next to their name. <laughs> Fucking insanity. Which is so hilarious because, like, we're about to find the plot. Nell discovers the plot and he's like, he kept this a secret from his wives. And whenever they found out, he killed them. But it's like, what a fucking secret. He just had a book in the fucking study <laughs> crossing out names of the people he fucking killed. <laughs> fucking maniacs. Uh, Nell tells uh, Catherine Zeta Jones that she found the bloody footprints. And again, like you said, Right, like Catherine Zeta has seen some shit. Catherine Zeta also thinks this is a fear thing, and Catherine Zeta's like, "You need to go to fucking bed, you maniac." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very baffling. <laughs> but then also she's like, "Huh," and then leaves to go investigate the same fucking thing. Yes. <sighs> Meanwhile, the fucking ghost children start playing with fucking Nell's hair. So you're like, oh, something might happen here. That's it. They just stop. They don't. <laughs> Dude, these ghosts are the most like easily like, fuck, like you just shoo them away and they're just fucking, they fucking leave that, that, you alone. That's exactly right. They're, they're just like little kittens, right? Just nipping at your ankles. <laughs> even even the even the bad ones, like they're just like you're like, hey, stop it, and they're like, ooh. <laughs> that's, that's it. Get a little loud with them and <laughs> hey, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> most timid ghosts in the history um 
Also, dude, they're playing with her hair. I would get if maybe there was like a little like gust of wind that moved her hair to like startle her. They're like pretty much braiding. Oh, hair. Yeah. And it, it takes like the third braid for her to be like, <laughs> like jump out of her seat. They've been doing this for like yeah. a minute on the screen. <laughs> Yo, it doesn't scare her. So, so the first thing that happens is it makes like a, a hair, a hair, I don't a know. Fucking vagina. <laughs> That's what I thought too. I was going to make a joke about like a, like not a boosy, but a hussy, a hussy, a hair, a hair, a hair, a hair pussy. And so it opens it up and you're like, okay, that's, that's a little weird. But then like you said, then they just start braiding it and it's like up. They're like actually full on braiding it and she doesn't get alarmed and she's like, huh? But then doesn't get alarmed until she looks at a picture of the the dead wife who also has braids. And then she's like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that's spooky. <laughs> that lady has braids too. Feeling that in your hair, I, I would throw myself through the window. No, she's in front of a fucking mirror. She can see it. It's fucking. I insane. you watch it, watching it happen. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, Nell goes to find the doctor. To I, she's just talking to whoever she can fucking find. Um, but finds his tape recorder, which she listens to. And uh, basically saying that he thinks Nell is unstable. And guess what? He's not wrong. (laughs) She's she's out of her gourd. She is, but like also fine sometimes. So I don't know. Um, Owen and Catherine have the conversation here where they're talking about who's fucking around in the house. And Nell's like, it's not me. And it's not the doctor because I heard his tape recording and he thinks it's me. (laughs) and then uh and then owen wilson brings up the most logical point which is like then why are you staying here if you know it's not him like why would you stay here because that only leaves one thing (laughs) and she says because home is where the heart is and again another point where Catherine and owen should have been like i'm out peace i'm fucking out of here like fuck this like what home is where the heart is What, what is happening right now we see a woman hanging from the rafters too. Little that that one translated over to the Netflix special, so that was kind of cool. This yeah, m- and this is one of the scenes that I referenced before, where you see it and you can see Nell's character see it, and Nell reacts so like bizarrely late to it. Yeah, just like huh? <laughs> after it's already disappeared. Which again is what she's doing with the hair. So I guess it's just her character, <laughs> which is insane. Which is insane. Her character is also like, well, I guess I shouldn't say her character. The entire movie is just Nell running into rooms and find <laughs> and finding easily discoverable items, and, and like that anyone else could have found, like in the last hundred years, and being like, what? And like the next scene is she runs into a room and finds a photo book, and it like reveals the second wife and like. Yes. The second wife points to the fucking fireplace. So she goes to investigate and, uh, you know, she finds some bones. Spooky skeleton time. And a spooky skeleton that pops up, but then also disappears. So I didn't know if the bones Th- were. Just, re- just fucking leave now. Just fucking leave at this point. 
Instead, she pieces it together. It's like, wait a second. This is my grandma. Which, dude, that alone would be a life-changing you know, revelation. Yeah. Just, I, I would leave. I would leave again. I'd be like, this is too fucking weird. I'm out of here. Yes, absolutely. And also, it, it, it's it it it's weird again because like <sighs> she finds this shit and she's terrified, right? And it's like, okay, that's logical. But then in the next scene, she'll be like, "Home is where the heart is," and you're like, "What? What? Like, do you actually think that?" Because you were literally just screaming because a fucking skeleton popped out, which is fair. Scream at that, like, and leave. But, like, how do you, like, bounce around? I don't know. It's not, like, the slow descent into madness. It's, like, just jumping between. You can correct. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Um, she follows a kid's voice to this room. And she's, like, <laughs> to show us that it smells. She's, like, pee you. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it's her first movie but it's not at all like it's no. so crazy she's been in the game for two decades she almost like looks at the camera when she does it and she's like "Woo!" <laughs> what which by the way the smell is never referenced again so and they go into that room at the end so i was like oh this let's find out what the smell is all about there's no fucking smell she's in there playing with toys just ripping ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fucking Hugh Crane ripping fucking ass in that room. <laughs> the ghost of Hugh Crane just shitting his britches in there. Uh, <laughs> she goes and tells everyone everything that she's found. Um, and that the guy who owned the house killed all the kids from the mill. What mill? I don't know. They don't. They never talked about that fucking mill before. She's like, you know, all the kids that he took from the mill. No, what? What the fuck? You uh, fucking four hours for them to set up a backstory and they still fuck it up. <laughs> and he killed his first wife and he had a second wife. And now they want to kill Nell because Nell, I don't know why. They don't know why. Why do they want to kill <laughs> Why do they want to fucking kill Nell? <laughs> She's like, Hugh Crane is still in this house. And then this is when Catherine Zeta-Jones, who's been like, even though she's seen the ghost and denied it, is suddenly like, she's fucking right. And you're like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> uh, and then this is when the doctor's like, hey, guys, this was a study on fear. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which, again, that was like the first time I figured out what the fucking study was about. Uh, and he's like, and none of this is real, so it's fine. But it is real. Um, also, the, the the house gets eyeballs, CGI eyeballs for a scene for no reason. Yes. Yes, they do. Like <laughs> Lightning McQueen, like the lights turn into eyeballs, <laughs> like animated yes. eyeballs. Um, you get ice faces in the window. All the CGI was so unnecessary. It's actually nuts. Very nuts. The children in the crown Very molding. Nuts. The children in the crown molding are like, <laughs> like that's why I'm calling. That, that's why when we started, I said this is like the safest horror movie I've ever seen. For them to have that technology and just be like, "What if we put eyeballs in the ceiling?" Like, <laughs> it's okay. Like, I guess that'd be scary. And, and and Liam Neeson, like you know, he has a change of heart and he's like, "I gotta get you guys the fuck out of here." Um, and 
Nell is just not for it. And she's talking to, you know, Crane. She's like, I will not let you hurt a child. No, they're fucking dead. What are you talking about? What the fuck is going on here? You know? She's running for her life. The house starts crumbling around her, sort of. It's like shaking, but it's not really crumbling. It's just tremoring a whole lot. But it's fine for everyone else. (laughs) So, I don't know. Um, And then, oh, and then Nell goes into the carousel room. This was like when it starts getting a little wonky. This, This is when it started making me laugh. Start, dude, dude. Well, I mean, it was shitty before, but now it gets like absurdly dumb. She goes into the carousel room, which has mirrors, right? And she looks in the mirror, dude. I didn't see any difference besides some like dental issues. Like her teeth got a little nasty, <laughs> dude. She's looking in the mirror. And she's like, "That's not me." It looks exactly like her. I I don't even know what happened. Dude, the <laughs> fact that they're trying to make her like morph, but all they do is put in fake teeth <laughs> so fucking funny <laughs> and then she goes to another mirror so you're like oh maybe it'll be like even more grotesque in this mirror it looks even more like her it, they don't do anything in that mirror and she's like dear god <laughs> dude and, and, and the teeth that they gave her they aren't that like <laughs> Yo, there's one like bad that. tooth there's one fucking, exaggerate <laughs> there's one fucking tooth that she just didn't brush that's it I've had molds for like Halloween where you, like, you put them in and your teeth like you know come through your nostril. Right. Dude, these just look like somebody else's teeth in her mouth. <laughs> it was the weirdest fucking scene. Like what? <laughs> like they didn't do anything to her face. That's honestly, if I saw that as an actress at the final cut, I'd be like, "Are you fucking serious? You just used my normal face?" And I'm like screaming how disgusting I am. <laughs> <laughs> you left that in a movie. You couldn't do anything else with it. You just made 8 million statues, like, fucking wink at me. Like, like, um, and she goes, who, who am I? What are you trying to tell me? What? Why would you think? Oh, yeah. And then she sees her, then she sees her last reflection and it's her pregnant. And she's like, welcome home, Eleanor. Yes. Cool. Um, there's a whole moment where Nell's on the rafter. It's the only, it's the closest thing we get to the Netflix movie or show. Um, Nell on the rafter thinking she's like saving the woman who's hanging. Um, Liam Neeson tries to save her. He almost gets got, but she's able to save him. Um, and this is, this is the moment everyone leaves and he's like, he's like, Hey, uh, He's like, he's just like thinking out loud. And he's like, I need to get them out of here. And then that's when the a giant statue grabs him and puts his head underwater. And you're like, okay, finally, here we go. Let's bam, bam, bam. Let's kill somebody. Somebody's got to die. Yeah. And he, they hold his head underwater. A stone statue. The hand is like fucking enormous. The size of his body. Yeah. yeah. Holds him underwater. And then the statue starts spitting up blood. And you're like, oh, shit, this is wild. (laughs) And then, not even an exaggeration. It's like two seconds, and then Liam Nesson comes up and is like, oh, that was weird. (laughs) One fucking walks away. (laughs) The hand, dude, the the sheer size of that hand touching him and, like, you know, pulling him down would just shatter his skull, right? (laughs) (laughs) He'd break vertebrae. Like, it's huge. It fucking puts his spitting up blood. 
for nothing. This guy is fine. This guy's he doesn't even have a scratch. He just got yeah. wet. <laughs> yeah, dude, he, dude, he pops up and is like, oh, oh my goodness. And that's the end of that. He, he doesn't even like go tell anyone like what just happened. He has the most, that's the most violent encounter up to this moment too. Yeah, for sure. Correct. Correct. And he's not, he doesn't even like alert anyone like what the fuck just happened. <laughs> um, so fucking weird, dude. Uh, so deja vu. Nell wakes up again to, uh, screaming kids in the crown molding again. But this time the house is actually like breaking apart. It's fucking like shattering. It's pinning Nell to the bed. Uh, the, the, the gang tries to come rescue her again. You're like, Oh, this is it. We're going to pop off right now. Right? Like this is it. Like the house is literally splintering. Yes. There's a fucking giant demon with hands coming after Nell. And then Owen Wilson is like, bam, 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 bam on the door. And then the hands are like, (laughs) and and fucking disappear. (laughs) Oh, better get out of here. Uh, they come through. And, like, finally get the validation in a way. Because she's, like, the house actually did split apart this time. So, that's good. So, we're making some progress here. Um, But, yeah. Uh, so, everyone's on board. But then, finally, the demon shows his face to everyone. Comes out. And everyone sees it now. Um, they free now. And they uh, narrowly escape. Uh, I'm not sure what's slower though the the fucking smoke monster from House on Haunted Hill or or this other fucking massless monster that could easily move probably at the speed of light that's just like Ooh. <laughs> both of them both of them are at the same pace it's unbelievable. the slowest moving thing like they're not even running they're like oh we gotta go guys <laughs> like the fucking yeah ghoul hands reaching out at you um. Fucking weird. Uh, so they run out, but the gate's locked, as we learn, because the Dudleys always keep it locked. And randomly, they drop this little tidbit in here. Really, really timely <laughs> for the end of the movie, where Noel's like, hey, Doc, uh, how did you know the house wanted me? Why did you call me and tell me to look at the ad in the paper? And Liam Neeson's like, oh, the first time I spoke to you was in this house. I don't know what you're talking about. That's our <laughs> big fucking reveal. This 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 fucking house also talks through the internet. <laughs> <laughs> fucking 99, man. You know, they were just like, uh, why, like, why even write that in, dude? Like, what? Is nothing. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Anyway, Owen Wilson's like, hey, Nell, can I borrow your car? And she doesn't say anything. And then he just steals it and smashes it into the gate. (laughs) Totaling the car and not opening the gate. (laughs) Fucking classic uh, book book of my dad asking to do something and then doing it. (laughs) My dad dad was at my house um, yesterday, Friday, because he took the day off. I had had electric work done. And... uh, my dad took the day off and was like, hey, can I come inspect the electric work? And I'm like, the fucking professionals. The electric work is fine. But he's like, uh, come on, let me let me come. So I was like, I'm here. I'm working. You can't, like, you can't bother me. You can't, I can't help you. You can't call me. I'm leaving the door unlocked. As soon as he comes in, he's just screaming my name. And I'm like, dad, I have a fucking meeting in two seconds. He's like, I'm going to need your help to identify this. I'm like, well, I can't, I can't. I'm going upstairs. 
I walk back upstairs, and he's like, will it bother you if I turn on the wet vac? And before I could say yes, or because it would bother me because I was about to make a call, the wet vac is on, and like the entire it's like deafening, so I can't hear anything, so I have to go all the way up to the attic. Just ask me, and it fucking turns it on. What? Uh, what? What was he using a wet vac for? Because that's the only vacuum that he uses, dude. He doesn't even even in his house, <laughs> even in his house. Instead of using like a Dyson or a hand vac, he'll just fire up the wet vac. <laughs> it's the loudest. My dad now has hearing aids, and my dad doesn't listen to music or anything. <laughs> he doesn't never use headphones, but it's because he just does shit like that. Like when I was at my old house, when I was living by myself, he'd bring it over and just fire it up. And I'd have my cat there, like a little kitten, just being terrified by this fucking monstrous deafening sound. <laughs> That's so nuts. Uh, fucking using a wet vac. Dude, he, and he has like one of those huge ones, like an industrial size one. <laughs> Lugs it around. It's fucking 200 pounds to get upstairs. <laughs> oh, man. And that's that's not... He always comes to inspect the work of other pro- trained professionals. Yeah, always. And always while you're working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, and I was telling Tina, it, I, had, I was like... I went to lunch, you know, I had lunch, so I went down to see what the fuck he was still doing in my house. And he was like, oh, I'm just inspecting this. He's been relatively quiet at this time. And I was like, listen, I have a meeting with my boss. Like, I'm doing it, like, right up above where you are right now. So just don't fire up anything. Just please, like, I just need to have this conversation with my boss. As soon as the call starts, my boss is like, he's like, hey, Joe, how you doing? And all I hear is him going, fuck, <laughs> screaming, fuck, at like the top of his lungs. I'm like, jeez. I was just, just like, if you guys hear anything, I have workers in the basement. Like, just, Hopefully they're not too loud. <laughs> and also, fun fact, there is absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing that warranted his reaction of screaming fuck like that. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Also, this is coming from a guy that when you got this job, he was like afraid you wouldn't be able to like cut it at this at this <laughs> position. So you think he'd be a little more like conscientious of like no, no, no. he was he was afraid that I wouldn't cut it. He just thought he was like this position's not going to last. Like, oh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're they're gonna they're gonna shut these down, which that is based off nothing. <laughs> oh my god, he's such a oh, and and he he. Because there's like old uh, cable wires in the basement. Yeah. He was like, "Do you mind? You do you mind if I just like cut them and take them down?" So I was like, "Sure, I don't care. They're not used for anything." And then when he's leaving, he's like, "I think I fucked up." He's like, "I think I cut the line, like the, the gas line, to your furnace." And I was like, "Well, Dad, you didn't." And also, like, why are you just blindly cutting things if you're not sure what the wire is going to? He's like, "Yeah, you're probably right." So I help him like load all the shit in because he brought like 500 pounds worth of equipment for some reason. So I help him load it all in, and he sits in his he sits in the truck, and he immediately gets out. And he's like, "We got to go trace that wire that I just cut." And I'm like, "We're not doing that now." He's like, "We got it." He's like, "I think it's to the furnace." <laughs> of course not. It's a fucking cable wire to an AT and T box. I don't have AT and T. Nowhere even near the fucking furnace. God. <laughs> oh man, Joe's dad is the fucking best stories. I don't. I want to say he's the best, but best stories. Uh, excited for COVID free time, so we get more Joe's dad stories at these summer parties because those are the fucking best him just marching around the fucking house just looking at things telling me about them fucking see 
it's it's my fault, man, because I'm the only one of my two brothers that 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 allow it. Because I because oh, I'm a softy. Really? Like I, yo, dude, dude, I don't even know if he's like set foot in my brother Mike's house. <laughs> Mike would be like, absolutely not. Like, you're not coming. You're not doing any of that. But, like, I feel bad. Because if I tell him no, he fucking mopes around. <laughs> so I I feel bad. And I bring it on myself. There's no I, there's no re- reason I need to tell him, yes, he can come over on his day off. The fuck are you taking a day off for to do this? For? But, yeah, it's just me. I'm the only one that does it. And you think he'd be grateful for that. But instead, <laughs> he's like, makes my that. life so much harder. <laughs> Just insults everything, everything that he sees, and everything about me. <laughs> Knows damn well I'm the only one that allows it. <laughs> he was very impressed with Joe's. Uh, Joe has like a like a personal like like one person sauna thing, like that you put like like a little tent thing that you use. And uh, he saw it, and he was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "Which okay, fair it." If you see it, like, I mean, that wouldn't be my reaction. I would just say, what is this? <laughs> but, all right, fair. I get it. It's it's a little weird looking from the outside. And I was like, oh, it's like a personal sauna thing. And he's like, what? And he's like looking at it, inspecting it. He sees the box. And now that he knows it's a sauna, you know, you could probably piece together everything about it. Right, like every element of it, you could be like, okay, I know what a sauna is, I know what, how they work, and he sees this thing that's clear. he might not, to be fair, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I think you might be right because he saw the box, which clearly makes the like steam. Yeah, he put water in, and he's like, "What the fuck does this do?" <laughs> it's like, well, I think that's what you put the water in and make the steam, and he's like, huh. This fucking guy's got everything. <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> it's funny. Like, he was genuinely impressed with that. He was like... <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, anyway. So, our, our group, who no one's died, no one's gotten hurt. We have Nell. Everyone's alive still. Fucking insane. Uh... Nell sees the <laughs> Nell sees five the, minutes left. <laughs> Nell sees the lights turn on in the house, so you get a vibe that something's gonna happen. And when the whole gang turns around, she is gone. So they go inside to try and find her, and she's made it into that little kid's room that was locked and smelly. It is no longer locked, nor is it smelly. Uh, it's just a room that she's in. Uh, and Nell reveals that this is her home, and she is the granddaughter. Of these people and claiming that she can save the kids that are dead. Yes. And is like, hey, you guys need to leave, but I'm staying here. And everyone's like, hey, now those kids are already dead. And she's like, no, they're still here. And so is the fucking crazy. She offers an explanation of like this being purgatory and she can get them to the next level. Hey, guess what? Who the fuck cares? Leave them. (laughs) Leave them. Anyway, they're about to leave, but of course they're locked in. And she's like, oh, you're not going anywhere. And you're like, well, no. Like, you literally were just like, leave. And he's like, he's not going to let you leave. <laughs> Thanks, Nell. Um, and then we get our first injury when Liam Neeson, it's, it's very big, guys. Get ready for this. Liam Neeson grabs a piece of broken glass. And guess what? It goes through his fucking hand. And not even, I shouldn't say goes through. He gets a fucking cut. He gets a a fucking cut. cut. 
And that is like the extent of it. And by the way, everyone reacts like it was like the fuck. Everyone's like, oh my Muscle god. Fucking nuts. Um, Owen Wilson uh, gets grabbed. He, he he gets like thrown by a rug into the fireplace again, which causes him to get decapitated by the flu. So there's our first uh, death of the movie with fucking three minutes remaining. Um, <laughs> it's so unbelievable. Dude, it's nuts. It's fucking crazy. Why is this even PG-13, to be honest? Joe, Joe, if if... Oh, and oh, yeah. So why is this PG-13 is a great question. Uh, the director was like, it was so hard to cut this down to PG-13 because of the, the sheer terror of it. We couldn't get, we had to cut so much. What, what is happening? What the fuck is happening? Um, fucking nuts, dude. Um, anyway, the house vomits the the bones everywhere just fucking sprays the fucking bones all over the fucking house there's so many by the way we talked about this already about the special effects but there's so much special effects for so little happening right like correct have you i don't think there's ever been a movie with this much special effects with zero happening advances advances nothing yeah dude it's crazy and then the a fucking metal griffin statue comes to life and you're like, okay, here we go. Here's some action. And like I said, Nell fucking hits it with like a fucking stick. And it's basically like, ouchie. And then just goes back to statue form. And you're like, what was the purpose of that? Why Why does that even happen in this? Yeah. And then Catherine Zeta-Jones and the doctor disappear. I don't know where they are. And then Nell's just like, crane. <laughs> They go outside. They, they flee the house. But then they're back in two minutes. Yeah, I know. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, a five-minute scene of fucking Nell walking around and all the statues just turning their heads and looking at her. <laughs> fucking waste of my fucking time. She goes to the door that's that, that same scary door that says, you know, all stand before this door, get judged or whatever. And then here comes giant-ass CGI fucking crane. And then... Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam Neeson show up and they're just like, hey, we're back. (laughs) And Nell's like, I'm going to stop him. It's my family, Grandpa, and I've come home. (laughs) Do you think, cuz? Same shit, dude. Same shit. What the fuck? And Catherine Zeta-Jones... Oh, she's like, she realized somehow she pieces... (laughs) She's like, this thing could be defeated if you tell it you know, you're not scared of it because that's what the children did, which the children didn't defeat it. The, ch- the children were defeated easily. So what is she piecing together here? I, I didn't even pick that up because it was so fucking weird. It, this ending is so weird and nonsensical for this whole movie. We're building up to this moment, right? You've <laughs> at this point, you've given us nothing. You've given us absolutely zero in terms of any payoff. And now we're here, so you're like, this has got to be the best fucking payoff. Crane's there. Liam Neeson's like, he's going to kill you. And you're like, oh, shit. And then Nell is just like, oh, yeah. She goes like, purgatory's over. You go to hell. And for some reason, I guess what you said, (laughs) the children, like the souls in the door, like suck him in. (laughs) They like suck him in 
And, like, it knocks Nell into the door, and then they, like, lay her down safely. There there was, like, no major impact to Nell, though. And they lay her down. Right. And and Crane is now locked in the door with the other souls. And then the other kid souls, like, come out and are free. And they're, like, (laughs) they're saying, they're literally going, thank you, Eleanor, (laughs) as, as they're flying out of the door. And then Nell, who was fine and, like, talking, is just dead. Nell Nell is just dead for no reason. What killed her? (laughs) I don't know, man. By the way, this is what they reshot for the ending. This, they reshot, this is the good ending. This is what they were Saying thank you, Eleanor, made me fucking belly laugh. (laughs) Well. Uh, did it make you laugh harder than when Eleanor dies and then her soul goes up to the kids and they're all just like, <laughs> dude, she, like acting like she's the mom? Yeah. Right. Dude, like, what the fuck is this? And I, I don't know what killed her because my eyes told me that uh, they, they helped her. They, they saved her. They, they saved they her. They cradled her down. Yeah. The, nothing <laughs> happened. Nothing fucking happened. And then it cuts to the next morning. Um, Mr. Dudley shows up, sees the fucking car, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, you know, uh, Zeta Jones and uh, Liam Neeson show up to the gate, kind of like not speaking. And Mr. Dudley's like, did you find what you wanted to know, doctor? (laughs) Oh, strong words. Uh, Liam Neeson does not respond. And then... (laughs) Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam Neeson, who, by the way, there was another car there because uh, they only smashed Nell's car. Uh, so there's other cars there are like just walk out and just start walking, just w- walking into who knows where a very remote location. And uh, that's the end. Cut to credits and playing like, are you afraid of the dark carnival music? The no soundtrack in this one. No soundtrack, just the carnival music. That's it. Yeah. And that's the haunting 1999. They, dude, $80 million budget. Did you see how much money it made? I did not. $180 million. Dude, I remember like I said, I remember going to see this. And I, I did remember too. it being being hot. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was, dude? We were just at that age where it was like, you just went to see any PG-13 movie that was fucking out. And, like, if you could yeah. get a PG-13, you know, horror movie to bring a gal to, you know. Uh, you know, the, many people thought the year was gonna, the world was gonna end in, in three months. So nobody gave a fucking shit. Just go see it. Enjoy your last couple of months. I'm sad, dude. I'm, I'm half joking, but like many people had that mindset. You they know? did. They did. Just like, we're wouldn't, fucked. Wouldn't it be the opposite reaction? Because if I went and saw this and I thought I had three months to live, <laughs> I'd be like, such a waste I just time. wasted two fucking hours. Yes, the, I, I agree. But I think I think people were just uh, lackadaisical. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Doing you're right. Things. Fucking thanks, Steven Spielberg, you dumb bitch. <laughs> God damn, why did he do this? Um, <clears throat> Wait, so I know we already talked about, and I want to talk about what we're going to do for the live show a little bit. 
But I just saw this, what it was nominated for, for the Stinkers. God damn. I want, I want to steal that name so fucking bad. Um, so it was nominated for Worst Picture and won. Nominated for Worst Sense of Direction. Nominated for Worst Screenplay for a film grossing over $100 million worldwide. Most specific category I've ever I know, but what would have won? Oh, probably Wild West. Worst Remake it won. The remake sequel or prequel nobody was clamoring for. The least special special effects it was nominated. Those two last two, they were just only nominated for. 1999 Stinkers. Let's Jesus Christ, Joe. There's 8 million fucking... Joe, they, that's the thing with the stinker. That's the thing with the stinkers. We noticed it last week. Is that they have these categories, but then they'll just list every movie that came out for the year. Dude, it says dishonorable mention, and it lists every fucking movie that was released. That's so fucking egregious. Every it's actually every dude. There's I can't. I don't want to be fucking Mike. What was his name? Mike. Uh, the fucking sports guy that counted the fucking <laughs> counted the fucking bowl games, Mike Francesa. I don't want to be Mike Francesca, <laughs> but like fucking they, I, I want to count them. It's it, it's it's over fifty listed here, easily. Yeah, so they do every time. Eyes wide shut is listed. Like I, I I don't like eyes wide shut, but like it's not Detroit Rock City. Like what what the fuck? It's just everything the fuck is happening but what okay anyway um worst director oh they they gave robin williams worst actor for bicentennial man well deserved well deserved (laughs) r.i.p r.i.p uh wild west wait who so oh yeah wild west won worst picture wait but i thought this one worst picture Excuse me. I don't know. Uh, Jar Jar Binks, worst supporting actor. (laughs) (laughs) Most painfully unfunny comedy. Wild West beat Baby Geniuses and Inspector Gadget, which is bullshit. (laughs) That's some bullshit if those are in the category. Um, Worst song or performance. Wait, this... No Tears for Caesar, performed by William Shatner. (laughs) Highway to Hell, Marilyn Manson from Detroit Rock City. Uh, Worst screenplay grossing. Yeah, Wild West won that. Dude, the, the fucking. Oh, you know what? This is just an online voting thing. The Stinkers. Ah. That makes more sense. Yeah, no wonder it sucks. That's we're we're taking the name. I, I don't care. I'm stealing it. <laughs> Ugh, come at me, the stinkers. I, I want to know if there's. Yeah, are they even around anymore? I don't know. This is. I only just heard of heard about them for the first time last week. Oh, dude they they ended it in 2006. We're taking over the title. The new Stannies. We're taking over the stinkers, baby. <laughs> we'll give out the stinkers and the stannies. The stankers. The stankers. <laughs> Yo, I'm so down with the stankers. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Yo, the fucking stankers. 
Uh, yeah, let's do that. All right. So live show. We talked about doing Sedaris. Do we still want to stick with Sedaris or do we want to do some of those other remakes? Because like we talked about some remakes that are like nutty. My, my vote is either. So I'm down with Sedaris. If we don't do Sedaris, my vote is for the Brandon Fraser mummy. Because the other ones <laughs> like we also want people to be interested in joining us. Right. Yeah. So the other ones are like snoozers. And my mummy, bloody Valentine is. My bloody Valentine is good. I think it is. It's yeah. good. I started I saw watching it, it and I liked it. But I mean, it's bad. It's there's a lot of bad to it, but it's good. I maybe we maybe we pocket that though and and time it for Valentine's Day next year. All right, all right. Um, yeah, that's true. I just honestly, I don't care about not doing these. It's just like we. I, I sent them to Joe. Oh, when a stranger calls, which. PG-13 remake, Prom Night, PG-13 remake. That blows my mind. Like, they're going to be awful, right? Like, but, like, I just, I'm so fascinated by all these remakes during this period now. See, When a Stranger Calls might be tough. Not not tough, because, you know, watching a movie is watching a movie. But it just, it's one setting, right? <laughs> and it's yeah. half as interesting as the original one. But no. we can open it up. Maybe we can open it up for a vote or no, something. No. Well, yeah, I think, um, I think Sedaris is good. Let's kick off the springtime. I'm ready to, I'm ready for it to yeah. be spring. Let's do, let's do Sedaris. Let's, see, let's do Sedaris, baby. All right, so that's what we'll do for the live show. Joe and I will hash that out. We'll put it up. We'll let you guys know. And we'll do that at the end of the month, I guess. Yeah. And next week is 13 Ghosts, which I think will be the highlight of these three movies. It fucking better be, or else this has been (laughs) a waste of my fucking time. (laughs) Uh, But I am. I am excited. I mean, dude, we know that there's at least fucking ghosts in it. Yeah, 13 of them. We know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we know some shit happens. Is that PG-13 or is that R? Please tell me. It is most definitely PG-13. It's R. It's R. What? It's an what? R- it's an R-rated film. And guess is what? Is that true? Yes. And it's an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that That is a bonus. I cannot believe that's rated R. And guess what? Mr. Tony Shalhoub is in it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking monk himself. Monk baby, and who did he play in Wings? Uh, uh, like Scar Scarpacy or something like that. I don't know. I love that guy, dude. I loved Wings as a kid. Um, Mom, <laughs> yo, I rewatched an episode of Wings recently. Um, the the like fat phobic humor in that is so nuts. Like J- Joe. The the blonde the blonde girl who is a knockout like right like a bombshell is the butt of all the fat jokes. It's actually like alarming. Like she's fucking gorgeous. Like it's nuts. And they're like, remember when you were a big fat piece of shit? (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. It's like one of the weirdest fucking bits I've ever seen. And apparently it goes throughout the entire show. (laughs) They never stop that. Uh, fucking wigs. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm still blown away that this fucking got our rating. I'm so curious to see what what possibly got this. Dude, Ebert gave it. Uh, Ebert put it on a list of his most hated films. <laughs> 
Good. I'm so excited. I mean, at least there's going to be something to talk about. It, yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Give me something. I, dude, if these two, I would much rather the last two movies you watch be fucking abysmal pieces of shit instead of just run of the mill nonsense. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. So I think I think 13 Ghosts will give us the material we're we're looking for here. Um I hope so. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you all so much. Uh, Patreon.com slash I Hate Horror. We are sold out of merch, guys. Thank you all for your support on that. Um, they are gone. Um, we have a little left, but we'll be bringing those to cons and stuff. So, um, And, wait, we mentioned that last week, right? November, oh. Monster Mania. So we'll be there. We'll definitely be there Friday and Saturday. We usually probably will probably bounce on Sunday, um, like probably early on, depending on depending on the mood. But uh, we'll we'll play it by ear. But if you want to see us Friday and Saturday for sure, we will be there. Um, and then Sunday probably not. But so come out see us Philadelphia. Robert England will be there. I don't think they announced anyone else. Um, but. We'll be there. We'll be there. We're trying, we're going to try to get a couple more too. Um, if we can, but anyway, patreon.com slash I hate horror. If you can donate, we appreciate it. We appreciate all of you, uh, doing the live shows now. That's a lot of fun, um, for the mango expert tier. So, and, and now the video version of the bonus episodes, I haven't been releasing the, the videos of the show show, but I do have them. So I don't know. There's more, there's more like <laughs> the, 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 the bonuses are always quicker so we can get through those without like any like burps or fucking weird noises that were like, Oh, can you hang on for a second? I hear water running in my house and then of course nothing's happening, but, um, so you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'll probably release them. I just don't feel like editing them, but so those are available to the mango expert tier now. Um, so if you donate there you can see those um i hate horror.com facebook.com slash i hate horror and at instagram at i hate horror joe where can they find you instagram boognish 1985 that's it guys thanks to joe for doing the show and uh and that's it guys we appreciate you all um and thank you for all the support and for joe this is sean stay weird thank you adios